Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. This is the first solo episode of 2023, and it's February. So I was thinking a good topic for us would be healing your relationship to food and working through that when you are experiencing the winter blues. So this episode is for you if you've been feeling blah, if you've been in a rut, maybe you're overcoming illness, um, several sicknesses perhaps, looking ahead to warmer days, or just feeling stressed and run down. And that can be, you know, any climate that you might live in. But it's just, you know, we're coming off of the holidays. It's this kind of dreary in between time. There might not be much significant going on or, you know, maybe where you live, you're decreasing, experiencing a decrease in sunlight um, like we are here in the Midwest. So we're going to talk through some ways to stay inspired with eating when you're feeling this way, stay positive in your journey to a better relationship to food, address emotions in eating, refresh your interest in food, or really figure out where you're at with food preparation don't, (laughs) I'm not talking about meal prep and, you know, but I am talking about how can you manage the task of eating um, something that you do need to do and neglecting that can make it worse. So this isn't, you know, kind of what you're thinking. And lastly, keeping up on self-care as it relates to eating and body image. And that really, I think, feeds into addressing emotions in food, staying inspired with eating, staying positive in this journey. So You know, when you're in a rut, I first really want to normalize that. Um, If you're getting over being sick or feeling run down and stressed or just overall feeling blah, it's going to affect your motivation to consider what you'll eat. It's going to affect your motivation and energy levels that are available to prepare food. That's a given. That's okay. We expect that. You could potentially neglect yourself with eating. Um, Maybe that for you leads to not getting enough um, or not having steady energy to eat or increased cravings. For most of us, it's a mix of both. We don't get enough to eat because we haven't thought about it or time goes by and then we're not having steady energy. Then we're having cravings later on. Energy levels for food-related tasks, you know, can be hard to come by when you're getting over being sick or just feeling run down and stressed out. And obviously, low mood feelings, um, you know, can transfer into your body image and eating, which can make it all harder. You know, if you're feeling crappy about yourself or feeling crappy about your body, having the motivation and energy to prepare food, think about what you're going to eat and go through that whole process is going to be largely impacted. Sometimes, you know, when we're sick, uh, we might slow down and rest and feel isolated, or maybe you're the type of person that hasn't allowed yourself to slow down and you're just constantly feeling run down and sort of sick, sort of better, or stressed out all the time. None of these places are really an ideal place when it comes to eating, but 
What's important is keeping our energy levels up through eating regularly, through eating consistently. That can help us with our emotional responses. It can help us in dealing with the stressors that we are encountering in our lives. But I realize that's not exactly easy, but I wanted to frame out, you know, why it matters and um, why we might be talking through some practical things. I'm going to lay it out in a few steps here. Doesn't mean that you need to go through these steps exactly in order, but just kind of think about them as a process, like I've started to describe, and see the steps as a series of places where things could break down. So maybe if you're listening and you're like, yep, yep, that's me on this part is where things are breaking down, consider where that feeds into a process for you. So I think step one is, you know, I've always heard people say like, oh, you can't rely on motivation. You know, you have to be consistent. You have to just stay with discipline on doing things where you're never, you're going to wake up one day and want to go to the grocery. So I sort of hate that, but I also sort of get it. So the way I think of it is how can you, step one, you know, thinking about like, how can you get inspired with eating? Um, You know, I do want you to have some freshness, some motivation, some excitement. But I also want to acknowledge, you know, it's okay if you don't. I guess that's my point, kind of sharing what I like about that statement and what I don't like about that statement. It's all right if it's not there, but it's also okay if you're the type of person that, you know, I think it makes sense to want to be inspired and to want to be excited. And that would obviously solve <laughs> the dreadful task of, you know, carrying out grocery shopping and meal planning and preparing food. So I like to start with clients on, is there a way that we can get you inspired with eating or try to engage in this process somehow? So let me share a couple ideas of ways that I talk about that with clients. Number one is you could take a trip to the grocery simply for motivation. Um, You know, so don't like pressure yourself to buy a bunch of things while you're there. But maybe just think of it as a just a purely inspirational journey. If you've ever gone clothes shopping, you're like, I'm just looking. And you're just thinking about like, hmm, what am I, you know, what are some gaps I want to fill in my wardrobe this fall? Just thinking about what might, I don't know, see if anything stands out to me. So it's a little less pressure. It's just maybe you can even go if it's possible for your schedule, like don't go on Sunday afternoon or a time that's really, really busy, maybe where you have some energy. And uh, you could also go to a new store. Sometimes I have clients where it's like, oh, I'm so bored of everything. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I went to Trader Joe's and found all this stuff or, um, you know, so sick of Trader Joe's or I like to go to Aldi, but they haven't had anything new. Um, So maybe a new store could be some things, um, but just give it, you know, plan on getting maybe one to four new items. And of course, Maybe try and go when you're not super hungry. Uh, I don't know if you've ever (laughs) gotten really weird things like, oh, my gosh, that sounded so good. And then you have this, you know, simmer sauce in your pantry for nine months. So just think about just low pressure, maybe grab a coffee, put in a podcast um, in your earpods and just go to the grocery and just see if there's anything new. No pressure aside from finding some new inspiration. You could also think about maybe a recent restaurant meal. If maybe you've been cooking at home and it's been super blah because you haven't been motivated to do so, Um, but maybe you've gone out to eat a lot and had some menu item that was really good, and maybe you can recreate it directly or you can think about something related to it. Uh, An example might be, I don't know, maybe if you went out to eat and got a buffalo chicken wrap 
And you could make that, of course. That's pretty easy. Um, that could be a nice lunch or dinner. Uh, but maybe it inspired you to make uh, buffalo chicken tenders. And maybe that's what you do and start there. So just think about some combinations of things that maybe got you excited, even if it's not recreating it directly. One other idea when it comes to step one and getting inspired with eating, trying to get motivated a bit is think about a comfort food or a comfort meal and see if you could make that or acquire it. Maybe somebody else could even make it for you. Um, An example is uh, I have a client who her mom makes this really good chicken with a lot of warming spices. She ate it a lot growing up and her mom happens to live in town and her mom was more than happy to make that meal for her. And she just had a couple servings of it. It was good for leftovers. And it was so nice for her to just kind of get excited about eating at home again. Um, and just overall, like connected to the process a bit more. I think it's, I think those things can feed into each other if you're just eating really basic things and super, and not again, not that your expectations need to be high, but if you're not into what you've been eating, then that's not going to help you be more into what you're eating. Um, So it's just kind of like reset, refresh, get inspired, find some new inspiration, find some new ideas, um, or revisit something old, you know, like a comfort food or maybe a meal that you made last fall or last winter. Um, Sometimes the seasonality can inspire you. Maybe it's changing up the format of something. You know, maybe you've been eating a lot of pasta and you need to get excited about a stir fry or make some tacos, just something that's in a different format. um, If that could maybe get you excited about eating again. Step two. So after we've thought about, can you get motivated? Can you, you know, really surrounding the grocery, what kind of things can you bring into your home uh, to get excited about eating again, or, you know, being inspired through a restaurant meal is step two is what do we do with that food once it gets there? Uh, So really thinking about low energy food prep. So obviously, if you're listening to this, and you've been feeling blah, stressed, run down, then you're not having a whole lot of motivation, right? Because we've already covered that. That's expected. That's fine. That's okay. We all have these seasons of life where we're just not having as much energy to go around. And, you know, we do need to eat. And I think, you know, planning for it instead of avoiding it um, is always going to be better for us. Um, I have clients who are like, oh, and then I was hungry again. I'm like, we expect that every couple hours, expect to be hungry every day, expect to need to eat. Um, And we just further our rundown feelings when we're consistently not eating, although it's understandable. So low energy food prep. So, you know, obviously it's tricky because you need to cook. It's, um, you need to, you know, kind of inspire yourself. Um, but sometimes you just need to eat something and move on. Um, but when you become disconnected, you know, you want to think about how can I make this easier for myself? So uh, a couple options, a couple ideas here to inspire you when you are needing to make food, but you have low energy for it. I always go to partially prepared options. So those are your chicken that's already cooked. Those are your 90 second rice that you just heat up. It's already done. Maybe they're more expensive. And I know because everything at the grocery is so expensive right now. But think about you're outsourcing it. I the other day when I was at the store, I saw a pineapple and they were on sale. They're in season. I was excited. I got one. And I think it was like $4. And then I was, I was walking further. I saw 
a cut up pineapple for $7. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to spend more on this. There's probably less pineapple here than if I cut it myself. But I thought, okay, I'm paying that person $3 to cut that for me because there's a good chance that that pineapple might rot (laughs) in my fruit basket on my countertop, or I might really have to use up a lot of energy, a lot of limited energy that I don't have. So on this thing, the cut food, I'm going to, the cut fruit, I'm going to choose that because it's going to take all of my energy to make dinner tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have to give and take. And when you have less to go around, you want to prioritize that. Easy sides could be another thing. So let's say maybe you're someone who usually makes, say you made like a chicken pesto sandwich at home, just chicken, pesto, provolone, maybe some red sauce, and you make it like a grilled cheese. So you had to cook the chicken, you had to get all the ingredients out. You had to put it in the skillet. You had to add the sauce. And maybe usually you would have a salad and um, maybe you would bake some potatoes with that or something. I don't know. So maybe in this case, you cooked to make the sandwich. So maybe you have some pretzels or some potato chips on the side. And maybe you do do a salad because you don't have to cut it. You just grab it. It's already washed. You grab it out of the container and throw some on. Or maybe the idea of more than one item is overwhelming. So you're going towards a casserole or a soup, something that's going to a pasta dish that's going to cover all of your bases at once. You could also think about snack plates. I have a lot of clients where they might have no energy to cook dinner, so they eat a bowl of cereal, and then they grab some cheese and crackers, and then they start to feel guilty. They're like, what am I doing? I'm not really eating a meal. I'm just snacking all night, and fine, I'll get some popcorn. Oh my gosh, I feel even worse. Now I'm going to have some chocolate. And that could have all been prevented if you think about, hey, if a snack is a small meal, then putting several snacks together could really serve me in creating a snack plate, you know? And so a snack plate might be cheese and crackers with some fruit and some cottage cheese and some popcorn. You're, you're being intentional about it rather than feeling guilty and neglecting yourself, but you still are, you know, thoughtfully putting some things together. You might still need proteins, carbs, like different food groups on there to really feel satisfied. I always think I'm like, you know, a whole bag of popcorn cannot be a turkey sandwich and some popcorn, you know? Um, Not that you need to feel guilty for eating any of that, um, but just kind of demonstrating how coming home, realizing that you have a need for dinner, but you don't feel like cooking, then please make yourself a snack plate and call it a day. It can still be a balanced meal. It can still be a satisfying meal, but we do still need to just put a little bit of thought in that because biologically, our body does need several different food groups, which a full meal can often give us. Um, So just something to consider. Again, please be gentle on yourself. If you aren't feeling well and you are just super tired and, you know, any of this is a, feels like a judgment, um, then please just go easy on yourself about this. But just another way to think about it, another idea, a different strategy. Um, Obviously, you know, to thinking also about frozen meals along these same lines are wonderful planned takeout, kind of in the same lines. I have clients who are like, oh my gosh, and then I just ate takeout three times last week and I just never cooked and I feel so bad. And that's where I think being honest with yourself about like what your energy levels are and like thinking about, you know, if cooking once per week is all you can muster, that's fine. Do it, plan it, and then know, okay, Thursday I'm going to pick up this or 
I'm probably going to get carry out from here or here. Like just, you can still think of those things ahead of time so that you're not run down end of your day having to make that decision. And, you know, I think to add to that is just, yeah, just to be realistic with yourself. You know, if you are thinking, oh, and then like after my daughter goes to bed um, at 8 p.m., I'll prep that taco meat and then make tacos. It's like, mm, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, if if that's consistently not happening, think about why. Uh, maybe you need to get some things in advance or, like I said, kind of think through some things in advance. I had a client last week who she just stopped at the grocery after she – this was like her planned out meal. She stopped at the grocery after work, picked up a – she already knew she was going to grab a pizza that was from the fresh part to just throw in the oven when she got home. And she got a bag of salad and she had dressing. So she's like, yep, that decision is made rather than getting home, not knowing what to do and what she's going to do, she's going to order and whatever. Something to think about. There's also, I think, more increasing options of like rotisserie chicken or like chef meals that are already prepared. Again, please take advantage of those. Like think about your limited energy and your limited time and, you know, paying a bit more for those things, I think can really, really be worth it for you. Now, step three. So we've talked about acquiring food of some sort, whether that's takeout or grocery, getting inspired by that. Um, Step two, we've talked about how do you put it together once you get home, some easier options, some easier ideas, some shortcuts. Like never forget that there's a jar of sauce that you can use, you know, really lower your expectations with yourself during these times. And then step three, we're talking about making time for self-care. So how are you going to get out of a rut? How are you going to rest enough to overcome illness? How are you going to have play and fun to help you deal with maybe some of the work stress you're experiencing? So this is where we just want to think about like making time for breaks, rest, overcoming burnout dealing with fatigue, illness, and you just can't do it all. Um, and, and then food prep, obviously, and eating takes time. So just trying to allow time for those things in your schedule as non-negotiables with yourself. If you're not eating consistently, if you're not you know, giving yourself enough time to prepare foods and do that, it's just adding to the whole stress load. And I hope I'm not, you know, sounding like I'm putting any more pressure on you or making you feel worse if you're not doing well at this, but just encouraging you to do your best at taking care of your physical body and thinking about your energy levels as, you know, finite. Um, If we're not eating consistently, our cortisol, our stress hormone is constantly high, which weakens our immune response. And it's just at the end of the day, you know, we want to do it all and it's just not sustainable. So just please strip it back to basics as much as you can. And, you know, understand that when you're sick, when you're feeling down, that makes everything harder by definition, right? So it's okay if you lack pleasure, you're not feeling the best, or you're feeling uninspired. Just keep this perspective and just really be gentle with yourself. A lot of my clients, we might talk through where are things breaking down? Um, Some people I work with are super aware. They're like, me and my therapist are talking through this. I know exactly what's happening. Other people are just overwhelmed and run down and they don't really know where they can change things. They feel stuck. So sometimes we'll talk about like what, you know, and this is all in the service. I'm a dietitian. So this is all in the service of like, you're not feeding yourself um, enough consistently. That's, you know, you're just not feeling good in your body. Um, You're getting sick all the time. You're feeling stressed. So 
we're talking about these topics of making time and self-care, again, in the service of how that impacts your ability to feed yourself or how you feel about it or how you feel about your body. So I might ask a client, you know, is it like your overall life balance or the big parts of your life working for you? Is it job, money, school, home, relationships, intellectual pursuits, leisure, rest, like where, where's the stressors coming from? What's off right now? Is it finite? Is it temporary? Um, then we might talk about like needing more rest, play something new, you know, laugh, connection with someone. Sometimes people that I work with feel really isolated and, um, you know, food and, and it just becomes like too much for them. So change of scenery is helpful, planning a meal with someone, um, something to look forward to can really help um, when you're in that kind of rut. Are you unable to allow yourself downtime? Sometimes I have clients who are like, well, I never really stop at work unless I'm allowing myself to go out and snack and whatever. And it's just like, it's, you know, are you just running yourself down and not giving yourself enough time to eat and pause your to-do list, time to sit down, a reason to step away from something? Maybe are you avoiding something, a difficult task, an unpleasant task? Remember, everything feels hard right now, so very understandable, a tough conversation. Are you hungry? Um, and kind of like a lot of people I work with, um, when they're stressed, when they're run down, when they're sick, like appetite um, can feel off. They um, might be having constant cravings, you know, and just thinking about like, when was the last time you ate a meal or snack? Was it hours ago? Then good. It's time to eat, please. Can you plan that for tomorrow so that you don't go seven hours without eating again? Um, do you need a snack? Do you need a meal? Like what, what's missing? So I hope that helps just kind of thinking about like how time and self-care and these bigger parts of life can be impacting food prep and how we feel about ourselves. And just to really consider like where are these things breaking down? Um, what can you do to change that so that you can you know, kind of get back to the basics and be feeding yourself well and feel good about that. A lot of people I work with call that, I'm so off track, I'm so off track. And these are the areas that they might um, need to look at to reconnect. Step four is emotional eating, negative feelings that we would be experiencing. So a lot of my clients, again, fall into the habit of like not consistently fueling themselves and how this can really cope with emotions and how you're feeling. You need physical fuel to deal with the blah feelings you're having. Um, Sometimes when I work with clients who deal with depression, you know, 90% of serotonin is produced in our gut, like eating consistently, steadying your blood sugar. These things are so important. They're essential. So blood sugar crashes can happen, low energy from not eating enough. Sometimes I have clients when they're feeling down and depressed, they don't eat enough, obviously, because they're feeling that way or they don't have the energy to do so, which then can be feeding that cycle over and over again. You know, they they have to work together. So you need to be eating enough to maintain your energy levels and then, you know, continue to work on whatever else you're dealing with emotionally. So really just with that piece, um, obviously that's much bigger and hopefully you can continue to work through the blah feelings that you're experiencing. But I just want to show where, again, as a dietitian, that connects with food and encourage you to, even if you're not getting much pleasure from things or you feel like you're getting too much pleasure, you know, food is your only pleasure maybe at the end of the day or whatever. Just think about like how that physical fuel um, can go. Sometimes I, a lot of clients I work with, we might talk about how they might, you know, neglect themselves in their stressful job and not eat enough throughout the day. And then they go home at night and they feel, you know, so guilty for all the cravings that they're having. And they can't make that connection between, gosh, I, I didn't get enough to eat today, um, all day. And so when your blood sugar is super low, you're going to be craving carbohydrates. When you haven't gone long periods without eating, you're going to be craving carbohydrates. I mean, your body runs on glucose, so many of your organ systems. And so that can end up displacing other nutrients that we need to have, you know, having enough protein and having enough fiber foods as well. So 
again, thinking about that being like proactive so you can get all those things in that your body needs. And the last step is currently related to just getting out of survival mode. Um, so a lot of people that I work with, again, they're trying to take these look at these bigger parts of life. They're coming in and we're talking about how they feel so off track. They feel so disconnected. They feel out of control. So where we often start is how often they're eating and how much they're eating. So it's kind of developing this rhythm again. So when I say get out of survival mode, we need to think about like planning to eat a breakfast by 10 a.m. and maybe even have phone alarm set or you bring something with you. You think about what am I going to bring to work or what am I going to bring to class or what am I going to eat when I'm running out the door? Do I need to wake up earlier? Like what do you need to do? Um, Which again, I know can feel impossible (laughs) when you're in a rut, but maybe you're buying a Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwich and throwing that in the toaster oven. You're not making something Um, or you're doing cereal with yogurt and some fruit. You're doing a snack plate for breakfast. You're eating leftovers for breakfast, like that's fine too. So think about like when, like when you're eating. Our bodies really require food at least every four to five hours. Um, sometimes we can go longer if we're really supported and we had really sizable meals. But even even then, we want to be careful that we're not overly stressing our bodies. So think about like first, like eating more often, and then increasing how much you're eating throughout the day, and thinking about those balance of nutrients, like getting everything that your body needs, and just know that those two things are going to work together. How often you eat, how much you eat, how often you eat, how much. Like if you're not eating often enough, you will become overly hungry, and you will be unable to become full or satisfied on a meal. You are not replenishing your body in that way. If you're not eating enough at each meal, then you will become hungry super frequently and feel unsatisfied and run down and contribute to the blah feeling. So it's really just think about creating this steady state stream of fuel and energy, timing how much, timing how much, eating more often, eating more, eating enough. And just practice, you know, eating more often than you are now. Practice, um, maybe it's every three to five hours. If you're getting hungry sooner, practice eating more food. Practice eating more food than you think you should. Note what happens. Maybe you're still hungry at the same time. um, Or maybe you're less ravenous. Or maybe you simply do feel a little bit more energized. All of these things can happen to us and impact all of these things. So I hope, you know, thinking through these steps give you some ideas, this overall process of like, where is your breakdown? And what are like the areas that you can start to get back in a better physical state to help you deal with all the other things that you're dealing with right now, you know, winter blues, blah feelings, recovering from illness, um, you know, ready for warmer days, no, not enough sunshine, however you might be feeling. I hope that I really, really hope that this helps um, give you some things to think about and support you and your body and your food healing journey. It doesn't have to be perfect. It really is not linear. Um, It's a journey, truly. And this is just one tiny little chapter. So hang in there and uh, message me if there's anything else you'd like me to talk about. I wish you the best. Take care. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.